103. It's the best bits of Manchester's best breakfast show all stuck together in MP3 sellotape. Love Mike and Chelsea. Love the Toulon cast. Hey, this is the Q103 Toulon cast, the best bits of Mike and Chelsea in the morning on Q103. Uh, I'm Mike, this is Chelsea. Hello. Q103 Toulon cast. Julie, Hesmond Harge hey. is here. <laughs> Hesmond Harge. Hesmond Harge. I love the exotic German I shall be asking the questions of Hesmond Harge this morning. It's a weird... Hesmond House, where is this from now? It's an old Lancashire name. It's oh, nothing exotic or sort of Scandinavian oh, about yeah. it. It's all known. Like, <laughs> how, how are you? And I'm, I do apologise for earlier on calling you uh, Hayley Hesmond House. Hayley Hesmond House. Lovely on my way in. That. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> hey, listen, well, look, thank you for listening because Julie's actually heard that you had a cold, Chelsea. Yeah. And um, I like my pastries. And she's actually brought in loads she's of Danishes. And she, uh, pan au chocolate. She's brought Chelsea some Lemsip Max and Barocca. That's struggling I'm to get into Barocca. There's nothing worse than Monday morning feeling poorly and having to come out. It's horrible. I had to bob in to get some cough medicine for my little girl. So. Oh. So, thank you. Has she, has she had a bad night's sleep last yeah, night? Yeah, she had yeah. a terrible cough. I better say hello. They're probably listening at home, actually. Hey, Mike. Hey, Liz. Oh, bless them. <laughs> how, how old are these two now? Nine and six. Nine and six, oh. okay. Nutters. And, um, <laughs> are they? Yeah, are yeah, they? yeah, yeah. So just started watching Corrie and they're just obsessed with it. It's absolutely brilliant. They, is it a weird thing for them seeing their mum on the telly or do they think yeah, that yeah, they, they everyone's mum's on the telly? They absolutely hate me. Do they? It? Yeah, they, every time I'm on, they're just like, oh, you're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> why do you look like that? Oh, why have you always got that worried expression on there? She's got a lot on her mind. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. I mean, I wonder, because obviously you, you and Roy... I mean, you d the, the characters you play are sort of oddballs, aren't they, in the nicest possible yes, way? Yes, in real life, so. I mean, we've met we've met Roy, we've met you a load of times, and you're actually not incredibly normal. Oh, so, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, normal, like, no, <laughs> that's, that's stretching it a bit. I mean, you should have got uh, some. You've had some amazing storylines over the years, haven't you? Yes. Some of the, actually some of the best. And I think you were saying in an interview recently, which I, I completely agree with, is that um, you, you are the, the absolute uh, solid couple in the street. You're the two that will never split up. Yeah. There won't be any affairs. And you need that, don't you? Because yeah. there's no one else in Crime Tracy Street. tried. She Crazy tried, tried. Yeah. yeah. She, she was did, yeah. the nearest we got she was, to it. So yeah. Yeah. So it was never going to happen, though, was it? I know, there's someone else on the scene. Look, I, I, was was at, I was at Roy's Rolls on Friday. I heard that. I heard it on radio. And you know, <laughs> on the radio. And, you know, and we actually got to, like, go into the set bit. It's a right dirty-looking little owl, isn't it, in don't, real life? Don't give away those secrets. It's yeah. spick and span. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> my nan was uh, fingering your malt vinegar. Each to their own, Chelsea. So many gags. Whatever gets you through the night. so Exciting though, it's just yeah. brilliant to be behind the tilt, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It, well, even when I'm showing people around, still, I still get quite excited. Yeah. Because it's like you see it through their eyes a little bit. But when you it? see Ailey bobbing off to the loo at that side door, she doesn't go nowhere. She doesn't go. There's not really no. a loo there. No. no. When they walk upstairs on Coronation Street, there's on the no stairs. upstairs. No. It's no, another room I know, entirely. just get your flask out of a yeah. little <laughs> stay up there. Are you, are you working today, Julie? Are you going to Curry's I am. I'm, a, I'm in a little bit later. I'm in at lunchtime uh, with Stephanie Cole, who's in playing Roy's mum. Ah, uh, yes. Now, she's a bit fierce, isn't she? So the mother-in-law's yes. coming to Coronation Street, yes. and she's going to be a bit of a pain for you, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, we just got over the, you know, the siege, the wedding, yeah. the tram crash, <laughs> yeah. and now they've thrown us a mother-in-law. Now there's a mother-in-law, the worst yeah, yeah, possible yeah. thing. It's lovely. No wonder I look worried all the time. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she's absolutely fantastic. We've done a few scenes with her already, and she's lovely. Just, just absolutely the right combination, and really warm and friendly, yeah. but, like, no-nonsense. Yes. This is in real life, Stephanie Cole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 uh, as a character, she's she's a little bit scary. Oh, is she? <laughs> yeah, I think oh, it's like going to be a bit of fun. Mike and Chelsea. Uh, 
Hayley Cropper from Coronation <laughs> Street is our guest this morning, as you might have just heard. Here, have some Barocca. It's yeah, I've got some lemon here. Uh, it's a quarter past eight on Q103. For some reason, I was just looking at my phone, um, and I've got a picture of you and your mum, which is a slightly unusual thing. That was a bit kinky. But that's no. a bit, that is a bit kinky, isn't it? Uh, there was a, we were doing a thing with, uh, it was Wish Upon a Star, wasn't it? And mm. we, we, we were fortunate enough on an amazing day it was to go on the uh, the Orient Express. Oh, it was fabulous. And they, that, the, the, it? Yeah, it was just an amazing experience, wasn't it? And uh, they, they, we went to Cumbria to, was it Carnforth? Is yeah, the, yeah. the brief encounter. The brief encounter where that film where the big yeah. clock is and all that, yeah. and we all had our pictures taken. And there's a lovely picture. I'll email it to you. Oh, of, you do. of you and your mum. <laughs> um, you That's are in my hands and yours. Probably. You do quite a lot of um, charity things, don't you? Oh, no, because no, no. In all honesty, because we've met you over the years, I always seem to bump into you at some sort of charity event. Um, <clears> the latest <throat> thing you've got involved with um, is is the Sophie Lancaster. Uh, charity now. Sophie Lancaster, for those people who don't know, was this 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 young girl who a couple of years was sort of 2007. She was murdered, wasn't she? Which is a yeah. terrible thing. And she was dressed sort of goth-like, and she had this boyfriend, and she tried to defend him, and did it. And she got murdered by I think five lads, didn't she? Yeah. In, in a, yeah. Was it Bake Up? In, ba- in, in Stubberley Park in Bake Up. Yeah, she was. She was. I mean, quite literally stamped and kicked. Yeah. Out. She died in hospital a few weeks later. And her mum Sylvia is an amazing woman has set up this foundation in Sophie's memory and partly to keep her memory alive and also partly to try and get into schools and educate kids about difference really, about, you know, it doesn't matter if people look a bit different, have a little bit of different lifestyle to different interests. Um, There's the time when I think you you should sort of approach it because kids can be really cruel, can't they? So to educate it at the younger level. Absolutely, yeah. Hopefully means it won't happen throughout life. Well, that's that's what we're hoping. So with with that in mind, um, because Sophie was a a, a big reader and, and a writer, a keen writer me and my husband Ian who's a writer have set up a, a writing competition for state secondary schools across the northwest, sort of mainly in Greater Manchester and East Lanks, where I'm from and where Sophie was from. And um, we're launching it tomorrow. We're very excited about it. It's going to be um, in all the secondary schools. There's big prizes, a thousand pound for each of the schools that win in the two age categories, and a hundred pounds for the the pupils that win. And we're going to have a big Bobby Dazzler event in October at Contact Theatre where lots of people from telly, from Shameless and Corrie and maybe Waterloo Road and people from sort of literary world as well will read the winning entries, the shortlisted entries and there'll be sort of like a, a big ceremony there and a reading so it'll be good. But we're, the main thing is we're trying to get into schools and get get young people writing, yeah. which is a big interest of ours, and also just, just get them thinking about these issues. So the theme of the competition is difference. So that's, you can write a poem or a prose piece. Oh, I'd have loved this. Yeah. I was a proper little poet. Oh, what do you mean? Yeah, I've well, still got I was too. <laughs> I can still remember my first poem, if anyone's interested. Yes. I am a little fishy, swimming in the sea. <laughs> they covered me in batter and sold me for 50p. I've still got it. At is home. that is that true? Did you really write? That? I did really write that. Honestly, and yeah, you can that tell was... how long ago we went to school because cod is well more than fifty p. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was my first. At least two quid. So no, this is a good thing. So like you say, Sophie Lancaster was a very sort of creative girl, obviously, yes. wasn't she? So 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 in a memory and to get the memory alive and also to encourage a bit of creative writing, you've set up this thing, and it's a big sort of creative writing competition. Yes. So if schools want to take part, is there a website? There's something we the, the there way, is. The, the, the website is is the Sophie Lancaster Foundation website, which is www. 
dot sophielancasterfoundation.com you can find the link on your Facebook page apparently. yeah we've yes, just we put can. it on this morning yeah. facebook.com forward slash key 103 and if you can click onto that and it'll take you straight through and all the rules and everything are all and on the tips, website tips that my husband's written yeah. through getting started but um, but we're sending out packs to all the schools this week as well so if there's any teachers listening this morning look out for it get your head teachers to, to look out I've handwritten most of the labels for the envelopes I know you all by name oh you're, so, really, you're really putting your all into this aren't you that, yeah um, no we're very passionate about it yeah. we've been involved in Sophie campaign for a couple of years now and and it's an amazing organisation and uh, anything anyone can do to help will be absolutely great okay cool The Stress Reliever. Oh, it's the Stress Reliever. Mike Toolin, he used to present baseball on Channel 5. Right. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Stuart and Chalton. Uh, as email says, hi Mike and Chelsea, here's my stress reliever problem. Uh, I've just come out to my mum, now she resents me and she's disgusted by me, what do I do? So, um, attention gay community, attention gay community, if you can do anything to help here, right? She says, uh, he says, uh, it's not like I'm 16, I'm actually 24. I've never had a boyfriend because I didn't want to hurt my mum. She loves me loads and I love her even more. I've always been a good son. While my brother was busy hitting on girls, I was studying in the library uh, and studying and studying. Since moving back from university, I finally found a boyfriend. Everyone told me to tell my mum. They said she'd understand and be proud of me for having the courage to tell her, so I told her. But then she started to cry and she said now she's totally disgusted and she's really struggling with the fact that I'm gay. I told her if I could have chosen, I wouldn't have picked being gay, but she doesn't care. She said there's no way that she can love me like she did before. Oh, man, this is awful. Says uh, I'm an embarrassment to her. She told me to go away and that she doesn't want to be close to me. It's a permanent riff now. This is my mum, who I love to death, and she's making me feel like some kind of disgusting... I'll change that word and, and put rubbish. Uh, so what do I do now, says Stuart and Cholton? So um, I'm going to ask you, right, if you listen to us now and you're gay, um, can you tell us about your, uh, your coming out? And, and how it went down and how nervous you were and what was your folks' reaction or what was your mate's reaction. Um, and, and if this was you, how would you educate your mum uh, to accept you being gay? If you've been in this situation, um, I'd love to hear from you, please. If you've ever had to come out um, and you've had a really tough time of it and, and whatever's happened, how do, how do you actually how do you sort of spin the positive bits of, 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 of being gay um, and uh, come out of it unscathed? If you've been in this situation, or you know someone who has, or maybe your son or your daughter's uh, done a similar thing, we'd love to hear from you. Mike and in the morning, the stress reliever for a Wednesday today. Uh, guys, come out to his mum, and it's all gone really wobbly, Bob. Uh, your advice is needed on facebook.com slash key103 on the text on 63103. Uh, let's put the word key at the front of the text. That's 63103. Put the word key at the start. You can just call us. Just give us a bell on 288103. Uh, Paula's in sale. What's on your mind, Paula? I find this story very, very sad, the fact that his mum said that he's, he disgusts her and she hates him because he's, he's not a murderer and he's not a rapist. He's just gay at the end of the day. It doesn't change who he is inside. I think he's gay right the way throughout the day. I don't think yeah. it's a nocturnal <laughs> thing. Um, I think you're right, yeah. And, and if the mum had the unconditional love, she really loved him. It, it, it exactly. shouldn't really if it was my son, all right, I'd be shocked at first, but... I, I couldn't say, oh, you, you disgust me and I hate you, get away, because you're my son, I gave birth to you and I love you, just 
the way you are. I think you're a murderer, or rapist, and Yara could hate you, but you know. I think you've probably hit the nail on the head there. I think there's probably there's absolutely nothing wrong with being gay. And no, I think his mum's reaction society now. Yeah, I think her reaction is wrong, no matter how you look at it. But I yeah. think the thing is he's known in himself for ages. For her, yeah. it's probably come as a shock and I think a the very reaction big shock, yeah. is shock. She may need a little bit of time to deal with it. I might um, partner's brother after two weeks off work to cope when his son was gay. Oh really? Yeah, he couldn't cope with it at all. He had to have two weeks off work. God, that's weird, isn't it? Well, I suppose it's you know if you if you if you've known there was a friend of mine has just recently come out as gay, and um, I think um, he's known since he was fourteen, and he's nearly nineteen now. But yeah. so he's had all that time to deal with it and and get used to it. But he's yeah. only just said it to his parents, which is a shock. And it, they've it not, is, yeah. you know they've not had all them years. So I'm not saying a reaction is right, but I think it's she's I, acting in shock rather a bit than over the top. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine that the, the the actual coming out thing must be really requires some. Oh, it must be. Really hard. Yeah. yeah, it must do, must it? It must be. You're supposed to be so nervous. So, Mum, Dad, and they, they wonder what you're going to say. So I'm, I'm, and then yeah. for us to turn around and say that as well, after all. I know, that. I know, oh. I know, I know. Thanks, Paula. Thanks very much. Uh, 7:46 on Q103. Matt, what do you reckon? It's her problem, though, isn't it? It's not his problem because there's nothing you can do about the way you are. Whereas there is something that she can do about the way she is. So I say the problem's completely with her, and um, he doesn't even need to put in the effort because she needs to get with it. To get with it. Get with the programme. Get with the pro. It's 2011, yeah? Gay's uh, cool. Yeah, it's not. 2000 and, and late. <laughs> uh, you're going to regret saying that. <laughs> Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Sarah's on the phone in Macclesfield. Morning, Sarah. Morning. Morning. Okay, so the story today on the stress reliever, um, a fella has come out to his mum and it's all horribly backfired and now the mum's almost disowned him. Uh, your thoughts, please, Sarah. Begin to understand how a mum can disown a son like that. Mm. A mother's love is unconditional, and it really, really is. She's just, she's going to lose out, definitely. She is, yeah, she's going to lose her son, isn't she, permanently? Yeah. Which is just a, a ridiculous thing. Have you got kids yourself, Sarah? Yeah, I've got two kids. My son's 22. But even if, even if she comes to terms with it, because obviously, it's, well, I think it's her issue, mm. she, he's never, ever going to forget her initial reaction. Yeah, and I, I don't think either of them will. I think no. this will this will be this will this will come up at drunk Christmas Day afternoons for the rest of uh, their relationship. Uh, thanks, Sarah. We've got Sarah on the phone uh, in Eccles. Morning to you, Sarah. Morning. Good morning. Now, let me ask you a question: Are you gay? Yes, I am. Okay, <laughs> terrific. What would tell us when you came out? It was about two years ago, um, and my mum was fine about it. It took some time, but she was fine. My dad, on the other hand, he hadn't disowned me, but he refuses to meet my partner. Um, we got married last uh, summer, and um, he wasn't there. But he is coming round. He's never met her, but he will eventually. I know he will. Um, so it's just going to take some time. Like you said before, it's a big shock to them, um, and you just need to give them some space. She will come round eventually. Well, you not have some resentment, though, towards your dad when he does come round because of the time it's taken him to get there? There is a bit of resentment already, but, you know, it's, it's something that you've, you've just got to accept that, that it will take some time for them to get used to and, um, you know, just just be there when, when they, you know, when they are prepared to accept it, which they will. Is there a certain amount of um, forgiveness that we can give our parents? Because obviously they're from a different generation when uh, being gay wasn't so... My, my dad, for example, I wouldn't say he's homophobic, but he has a slightly different kind of take on it from me. Yeah, And I grew up, I, you know... It, yeah, it? we've grown up and it's like being gay is absolutely cool and why shouldn't it be? But our parents' generation, Sarah, it was kind of different though, wasn't it? Yeah, 
It was, and that's, I mean, my dad's from Iran, so it makes it a hundred times worse. Oh, God. But, <laughs> but you know, he is, he is coming round, I know he is, and you have to accept that, that they are, they were raised in a different time um, to us, and, you know, you've just got to, um, you know, forgive them, mate. I, I, there will be resentment, but, but when they come round, it'll make things a whole lot nicer and a whole lot better. Has your mum, has your mum, sorry, Susan, has your mum, has your mum now met your girlfriend, wife? She loves her. She absolutely loves her to bits. And my mum's the, the sort of the, the person, the go-between. She tries to encourage my dad. And, um, you know, it, it will happen. It really will. OK, so that's your advice. Just stick at it and, and hopefully it'll break them down over time. Yeah, you treat me who you are. <laughs> All right. Cheers, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks, honey. Bye. Bye. So today is the 17th of March. Good morning, I'm Mike, and this is Chelsea. Hello. And this is Patrick Kielty. <laughs> Good morning, Paddy. <laughs> morning, guys. And happy St. Patrick's Day to you. It was almost a happy St. Patrick's Day. As a man who had been in Manchester two nights ago to watch the Man United game, it was yeah. deep joy. I thought to myself, I'm going to be talking to my Manchester friends. <laughs> and, then, and, and then one of it, the hosts is named after... I know, after oh, another team. I know. It, well, you have and to I, look past it. Is she posh? Because I, I live in Chelsea, and, and they're quite posh Many Many men have lived in Chelsea. I like to think so, but uh, no, I'm quite common, really. <laughs> hey, listen, what did you think? It was a bit of a nerve jangler at Old Trafford the other night, wasn't it? Thanks oh, for the little pee. Thanks for the little pee. Squeaky bum. Squeaky bum time. I know. There, yeah. was a, there was a lot of chuddy being chewed by the old man at the end of it, wasn't it? <laughs> I, 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 I suppose say, he's I, got any teeth left. Yeah. I quite like him whenever he's got, got the gum between his teeth. Yes, so to speak. <laughs> it's true. Hey, listen, so St. Patrick's Day, um, the, the whole world sort of seems to celebrate it, and there's parades and, and Guinness Hang hats on a second, Mike. Don't, don't give me that the whole world seems to celebrate The whole it. world does, does celebrate you're, it. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're almost suggesting that you're not in the party spirit, isn't Mate, that? you know. Listen, well, I... He doesn't I, need an excuse. My surname, as you know, is Toulon, which is, is, is claim enough. Toulon from Krathawaka. Toulon, which is <laughs> a stupid name, but it's, it's <laughs> claim enough to be Irish. Is that a surname or an instruction? <laughs> That's what I... <laughs> Stabbed, <isn't it? laughs> I, I'm Derbyshire, man. Yeah. Oh, but geez, he was tooling away there. It was great. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm hoping then tonight, uh, Paddy, the celebrations are marked for you by uh, going to Mass, spending some quality time with the family and reflecting on the life no, of No, we'll Patrick, be in a giant Guinness hat. Yeah, of course to, you will. To be honest with you, I, I generally find that, that this is a Christian feast. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a celebration of God being yeah. brought to, to Ireland and for for snakes to be driven out of the Emerald Isle. Yes. And so, what better way to celebrate than with a big plastic hat <laughs> and a bit of a yip yahoo and a diddle-dee-die-do. <laughs> Fiddle-dee-dee, fiddle-dee-die. <laughs> By the way, if you go to, if you go to uh, an, an Irish event, okay, uh, over, over the course of the day and Irish people start singing, they will. It's something to do with the crack. The now, crack, now, yeah. Now, people are never sure. People, Englishmen are baffled by the notion of the crack. The crack could turn up at any time. <laughs> you can never be sure when the crack, but when the crack starts... What is the crack? Have I missed the, the crack? No, you have missed the crack. There's an eye in the crack, isn't there, Paddy, uh, as well? I would have thought that, that Chelsea would have been familiar with the crack. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> well the, the, 
the crack involves... So, I've been into many pubs in Ireland over the years, and, of course, yes. you, you, you go in there, and all of a sudden, one minute it's a pub, and the next it's like something out of Glee or the Kids from Fame, and people <laughs> standing on tables. There's a weird kind of drum that, that, that the Irish beat with two... With, a, like, a double-handed... It's, uh, it's called a boron. A boron, yeah. A boron, yeah. And everybody yeah. just joins in... Is this like at Titanic when Kate Winslet starts doing all the dancing and they're all Exa singing? It, it, it that's exactly, similar, exactly yeah. what yeah. it's like. That's exactly it, what it is. Every pub... Every pub, whenever the crack starts, turns into the third-class compartment of the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> that, and you, you never know who'll go down. Uh, listen, Paddy, we're going to play an Irish track now, and we're going to allow uh, we're going to allow you to choose it. Uh, okay. The script, you two, all okay. Uh, boys own the Pogues. Daniel O'Donnell, no. I would well, I would suggest the Pogues. If you go to a bar this evening and any Irish man starts to sing. Okay, if you don't know the words, just any number with a four. That will <laughs> Honestly, that will cover you. So if you're in a pub tonight yeah. and, and, and somebody starts getting friendly, because, you know, it is the friendliest day of the year, so if they get their Guinness in their hand and you're having a chat with them and somebody starts, Oh, Danny boy. <laughs> right, all you need <laughs> right now, now, you see, you, you've got the words wrong, but if you just use any number with a four, so here we go, let's try it again. Okay. Oh, Danny boy, 24, 42, 49, 49. <laughs> 47, yes. 24, 42, 49. <laughs> that, that will cover you. That will cover you tonight. I'm going to use that. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Yeah. Someone has very foolishly invited me to a black tie formal event. Oh. I think it's kind of just so they want to see me looking like a pint of Guinness <laughs> as as I'm wandering around with the pint of Guinness. Yes. It, it's the, posh people are going to be there. People, people who who are called Chelsea. People who don't <laughs> know that. Honestly, you see, whenever I moved into my neighbourhood, they they were very unfriendly. So I went to introduce myself, as any Irish man would, to his neighbours. They thought I was giving them a quote for tarmacking. They literally thought. Crazy paving. Yeah. Like I was like, hi, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a Paddy. And I didn't even get the, I'm your neighbour. And yeah. I'm like, no, 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 sorry, no lucky Heather. No, 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 we're fine. Be away um, with you. The drive yeah. looks fine. So, and and you, can, you can always tell the difference between p posh people and, 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 you know, good working class people because it's the difference between come in for your tea. Yeah. You see, ah, when, do you, when do you have or, your tea? Yeah. You see, Irish people have their tea. Their tea's their dinner. Tea is, tea is evening meal, isn't it, really? Yeah. But then yeah, if that's so, your dinner, if, 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 if posh people have their dinner, what do they have at lunchtime? That's the lunch. Well, you see, they, they turn around and they say stuff like, um, they said, oh, you must come over for supper. And I'm like, what, a bowl of Frosties at 10 o'clock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're at some swanky sort of four-star hotel tonight in black tie, and yeah. you, mu you must turn around and you look at yourself, I'm here, I'm in a posh hotel in London, I'm in a black tie with a dicky bow, and I'm yeah. not serving soup. I've made it. <laughs> I think, I, I kind of think that that's it. G generally, when you go to these events, uh, if you're going to any black tie event in a hotel, I would suggest if you think the service tonight is good, then feel free to tip them. If you think the service is better than good, offer them your hand in marriage so they can stay in the country <laughs> legally. Well, speaking of marriage, I wondered if you'd been to any big fat gypsy weddings recently just to complete the whole racist circle. I, that is the greatest show of all it was time. Great, mm. isn't it? You, you know what I love about my big fat gypsy wedding? I love the fact that, that you only see the women and they pixelate the faces of the men out. Do you notice that? 
right? Yes. Because because you're never sure where the money came from for the wedding. <laughs> and the lads that maybe thieved the money for the wedding, the faces would be pixelated out. So so it's effectively, it, it's kind of the... When they opposite. are all wearing seven grand dresses, that question did pass my lips, I'll be do honest. Know, do you know what I mean? It, it's like no one's asked the question, so you live in a caravan, but you can still afford a £150,000 wedding. Yeah. You, it's almost like you might be thieving there, is it? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been... Patrick Kielty. Have a lovely Paddy's Day, guys. Thank you. Enjoy yourself tonight. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. And talking of soaps, Chelsea actually took her nan to um, to Coronation Street for a little behind-the-scenes tour on Friday because we chatted to, to Lily on Friday, didn't we? Chelsea's yes, nan. Yeah. Who's a lovely lady. She a is lovely. Character. And she's had she's had a bit of a tough year health. She's been quite ill, isn't she? Yeah. So um I thought that what, with it being my nana's birthday on Thursday, my mum's on Friday. On Friday I'd arranged a surprise day. Nobody knew anything about it. Um and so uh, I collected them and um, in fact I'd put the little call that we made to her on a CD. We played it on the way out in the car oh. so she could hear herself back on the radio. Oh. Which was nice. So you've actually recorded my my voice and no, I edited seedy. you out. Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we went for lunch um, at a little hotel called Great John Street Hotel, which is opposite the entrance to Coronation Street, right? So we had lunch and they didn't know what was happening for the rest of the day and we came out and they didn't know where they were walking. So she said, Where am I going? And That's I said, age for you, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know where I'm walking. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. So I just said to her, Oh, turn left. And she went, that's Coronation Street. Oh. Well, a oh, she's a big Curry fan. Oh, she? little feet couldn't get across the cobbles fast enough, <laughs> and uh, you're not allowed to ring her at half seven when Curry's on because she won't answer the phone. And um, so we we start to go round. Well, she was off. She she looked like she she'd been wound up and let go. Yeah. I turned round and I thought, where's she gone? And she's at the Webster's Auto Garage. She's getting off with Peter Webster. <laughs> yeah, she's got her hand on the underworld door. Yeah. And so we said to her, right, go on, Nan, pose here, pose there. And we realised there was a bit of a theme emerging. In any picture, she had to sort of be in action. So she was on she was on the door of Al- Alhans going into the corner shop. Then uh, she was she was in, touching everything. She was in the shop. She was on the till. Then Underworld, she was sort of like, you know, on her way into work as if she was clocking in. Yeah. Um, I lost her at one minute. She was in the bookies. That's a working set, so you can actually go in. So your nan just like started just running pet. around, like, like running amok <laughs> yeah. through Coronation Street, mucking yeah. around with all the props. It's the most hilarious then thing Then she was on seen. a barge with Ken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, and then the next minute we go sort of... Because uh, obviously, if you'd ever been on Granada Studios tour, which was the best thing ever, wasn't I don't know why they stopped mm. that. That was brilliant. Well, it was that. timing. You know, like, they, they didn't... It wasn't on as many, many times as it is now and that sort of thing. But in its day, it was ahead of its time. It was just the best, wasn't it? But what is slightly disappointing is that when you go in the house, House. you know the inside is not there that's on a separate set so it takes a while yeah, to get yeah, your yeah. head around that so but, did um, you did you see any filming going on with they, they did yes yeah, or a bit you... of filming um to do with fizz and the baby oh, uh, and they right. were putting these sort of railway tracks down on the cobbles because that's how the camera maneuvers so smoothly otherwise it'd be a bit up and down you yeah, know the yeah. shot but we went through um this one building and john stape graham hawley the actor <laughs> oh, yeah. was walking down the corridor now he's been in a few times great event he's the nicest guy ever. yeah he's lovely isn't he yeah and i said hello you and he went are you and my nan was like 
shocked. A murderer. She couldn't believe it. There's a murderer in front so of us, Chelsea. My mum said, can, can we just have a picture with, with my mum? So my nan's posing. And then she, he said, right, better get back to it. I'll see you soon. She went, thanks, John. Oh. <laughs> I was like, nan, who's great? No, there's an actor. Silly. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're a bit silly. And can you give us any clues as to what uh, any of the things are forthcoming well, storylines? Uh, there was something built on the street, which I'm not allowed to tell you about just yet, but you will see in approximately four weeks' time. I bet, ahead. I bet in approximately four weeks' time we'll just see your nan's fingerprints all over the set. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if your nan actually made it onto the show. But I did manage to uh, to glean quite a bit of gossip. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Well, Chelsea, it's time for Gino, Gino de Campo. Hey, Gino. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. I tell you, I love Manchester and I love you guys. How are we doing? Hey, do you know, I would say never better. Uh, it wouldn't be true, but I'd say it. <laughs> no, it, it is true. Life is very good. Life is sweet. And you, you, you sound like you're okay. You're awake. You've, you've, you've poured a couple of espressos down your neck already, have you? Oh, I tell you, I've been up since 5.30. I'm here at the restaurant bar and grill in Manchester where we film the new show. And so far, I had uh, a pint of espresso. You're absolutely right. Pint. So yeah. Oh yes. You won't be asleep for a oh, week. Yeah. Chelsea, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Mike, you know how much I love you. Yeah. But I let know. me have a chat with Chelsea for a second. I, I can butt out. I okay. have missed you, Gino. Oh, I miss you too. Are you still getting married? I am still. Yeah, in July. In July. In, in your home country. Very good. Very good. Which part of Italy are you gonna get married? Uh, it's a bit of a the secret. Rough, the rough bit. Oh, it's a bit of a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because none of the guests know. Oh, oh, I see. It's the I see. I wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever change your mind, and I hope you don't, you know where I am. Uh, oh, don't tempt me. G Gino has actually. I, I bumped into. Well, no, I, I didn't bump into you. I arranged to meet you. Uh, where were we? Selfridges in the, yes. in the Trevor Centre. And I came along with my new girlfriend a couple of months ago. And Gino actually said to her, Listen, if you and Mike get married, I promise you today I will do the cooking. Listen, you've done that once. Don't go there for some time yet. <laughs> First of all, why do you sound like Borat when you do my accent? I have a beautiful. I didn't say that. You did say that? You no, no, no. But I did, and I will keep on my promise. You'll Mike, you get, you get married. And I will come there and do the cooking. That, do you know, it's worth getting married for this alone. You know, I was watching you do the cooking on a um, weekend on the Saturday this morning last week. Okay. I got up, I was in my dressing gown, I was watching you, and you made uh, a pesto uh, tagliatelle or a linguine or Ta something. Ta tagliatelle. That's it. And you know, you inspired me so much, I got dressed and I went out and bought a pestle and mortar. Did you actually bought a pestle and mortar? I did. Like something out like the Middle Ages? Yeah, like Gino's. And um, I haven't made it yet, but I've bought me a little basil tree. It's sat on the, the windowsill of the kitchen. Good. And Very I'm ready good. to do it. But aren't pine nuts expensive? <laughs> yeah, I know, but leave, leave, you, come, come on. <laughs> Three pound pine nuts expensive? Three pound it cost me for a bag in Asda. Yeah. Uh, you know, next you know week, if you don't want time. to use pine nuts, you can only use uh, uh, walnuts. Oh, can you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can use those uh, big cashew nuts as well, you know. <gasps> If you don't want to spend too much money for all your listeners, you can use another kind of nuts. That's absolutely Never fine. I knew that. Thank yeah, you very much. Don't pigeonhole yourself with a nut, Chelsea. <laughs> Sorry. I, I actually bought your pasta, Gino. You know the one that you don't have to put the sauce on? Oh, yes. The one with the drizzle of extra virgin. Oh, the, 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 yeah, yeah you do, a little drizzle of uh, olive oil. And that, you're, you're there. So and what do you think? I thought it was lovely, actually. It was really, really different. At first, I was worried it might be too dry. Okay. But then, actually, it wasn't at all too dry, and it was lovely. I really salmon enjoyed it. Salmon one's my favourite. It's yeah, good I, to I, see I, the I one did, with I, the salmon yeah. and chives. Yeah, no, yes. what, that was the one I had. It's lovely. Um, so, what, what TV show are you doing at the restaurant, bar and grill, then? What, what well, at the moment, we're filming a new show for ITV called There's No Taste Like Home. 
And uh, this is going to go on air on ITV1 at 4 o'clock in the afternoon from the 15th of August until the end of September. I'm sure I'm going to talk with you guys before that anyway. Yes. Uh, and what we're doing, we, we, we just had a restaurant here, and there are three people who have fantastic recipes that have been their family for generations and generations. And what, from their house, I'll take them to a professional restaurant, and we serve them to paying customers. So uh, all the people out there, if you want to participate to the show, the only thing you're going to have to do is to go to itv.com forward slash be on TV. And uh, you, can, uh, you can apply to be part of the show. It's a really cool show to do. So yeah. we get to taste it, and then what do you do? You say whether you would pay for it in a, in a restaurant or something Oh, yes. Like people, you know, people, they come to eat, they pay for the dish, and then at the end of the day, I have to choose which dish is going to be on the restaurant where we're filming uh, for one month on the menu. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a good Yeah, idea. so you get the satisfaction that if you win, not only you won because the, the recipe is great, but the restaurant, they're actually going to make your recipe for one month, and it's going to be on the menu. So you could have, like, Mikey meatballs. It'd be on the menu for a month. <laughs> you wouldn't win. Yeah. I would. Well, have you got, have you got particularly meatballs that I should uh, know about? I, I, I have massive meatballs. <laughs> okay. And I've, I've uncovered a very unique way of chopping the onion so that it goes into the, the tiniest little square shapes, and it really puffs the meatball out and gives it some <laughs> flavour. You're not doing one of those fancy shapes thing with the, with, the, with the onion, are you? I am, yeah. I've, I've learned how to do a fancy chef thing with an onion. Okay. For, for years, I've been cutting it in a standard way. Now I've got a new technique. I, I can show this to you the next time I see you. Okay, but I, I definitely want to try the meatball. Yeah, no, you can. My, okay, so when, whenever, whenever I come back to Manchester, which is not going to be, it's going to be in the next three or four weeks, yeah. I'm going to come to you and you're going to show me the meatball. <laughs> I will show you my meatballs. And you're not cooking naked today, because I know you've, you know, you've taken what to that recently, haven't you? What a shameless PR stunt that was, Jim. <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you Willy Warmer. What? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to cook naked today. He's going to be fully dressed. That was done once. Shame. Uh, uh, the Willy Warmer is still in my office. Uh, what, would you like to have one? Oh, yeah. I beg your pardon? I would, I would no, 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 no. I'm talking about the Willy, Willy Warmer, Warmer Mike. Oh, right, no, sorry, sorry. I thought that was some sort of Italian flirting. <laughs> no, no. It's a would you like Italian to have one? Willy Warmer. Really? Well, so yeah. this is on this morning when you did that. You did it naked. Yes. Except I, I, I missed the episode myself, but but. So oh, you... I've got it on Sky Plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you can you can go on uh, YouTube, Mike, if you want to uh, entertain I, yourself. I'll be there. fine. I'll be fine not to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what colour was this Willy Warmer, and how big was it? Was it was the Italian flag. Well, the Willy Warmer <laughs> was. It <laughs> wasn't <laughs> that big, I have to say, but it was the Italian flag. And I tell you what, I'm going to do, Chelsea, because you are a big fan of my Willy Warmer. I'm yeah. going to send it to you. Oh, thank you. Okay, oh. so you can you can take a picture. <laughs> yeah. You can put it on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Or, or on a face. <laughs> yeah. And listen, it's Red Nose Day today, yes. and uh, you've been asking people for Comic Relief to, to, to raise a glass of wine. Now, this oh, is yes, my because, kind of charity. Yeah, this sounds like something I can get involved in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, uh, uh, I'm heading what is called Wine Relief, and wine, re wine Relief, the way it works is very simple. There is a selection of wines, uh, which I personally selected, that they, go in, they, they are in all the retails, the supermarkets, uh, a corner shop. They're very clearly uh, marked Wine Relief. And what's happening, every time you go there and you buy a bottle of wine, 10%, it goes straight to comic relief. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, so far, One Relief has raised uh, over 3.8 million wow. for Comic Relief, so wow. that's many works. Yeah. Uh, but of course, you know, we're talking about wine. Make sure that you don't enjoy too much, and if you do, 
make sure that you have a nice plate of pasta next to you. <laughs> okay? So I don't want to push people to drink a lot. No, 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 that's good. So drink safely and make sure that you eat good Italian meal. Okay, so wine relief. I guess people can get details of that on the uh, on the BBC website as well. Of yeah. course, yeah, because that. tonight, yeah, let, let's remember tonight, 7 o'clock, BBC One, there is comic relief. And yeah. everybody have to watch it, and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Are you, are you actually on comic relief tonight? Have you well, I, I couldn't do it because I'm still going to be filming here until late. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. unfortunately, uh, for filming commitment, I wouldn't be there. You know, I can't, I can't be there. But definitely, I, I try to do my best for one relief for this year. Yeah, listen, 3.8 million. I think you, you've Not done bad. your bit, really. It's, it's very good. Mike and Adele has been number one in the charts now for seven weeks. She's been unleashing her musical misery <laughs> for the last seven weeks. Um, and she's in the papers today. She's now planning to write her first song without the aid of booze. Because I think it's fair to say that, you know, her, her album 19 and the album 21 were both written off the back of very, very messy breakups. Mm. You know, those kind of breakups where you just sit there in the darkened room, rocking backwards yeah. and forwards. She's a bit bitter about things. A little bit bitter, <laughs> but it's done her well so far. But now she's taking a bit of left turn at the lights. So the next album, she's going to ban any alcohol. I'd be careful of that. Yeah, because it's, it's done well work, for her. It's worked so for her so far, on. isn't it? Uh, she's going to ban the alcohol and she's not going to write it off the back of a breakup. Um, Matt has now found um, a reply song to Adele's Someone Like You. Well, the thing is, ever since I heard the song, and like loads of people did at the Brits, I wanted to know the guy is who she's singing about. I mean, that's, that's something that you want, you know, uh, curiosity, you want satisfied. So I managed to track him down after loads of phone calls. Right? I spoke to him for a while. He didn't want to be on the radio, as you'd kind of expect, or do an interview. But he said that he quite liked to respond to Adele's song uh, with his song of his own. You know, like Frankie did uh, with Eamon a few years ago. Yeah, the reply song. Yeah, now this guy, who I'm not going to name because he, he didn't want me to name him, but he can't sing, neither can I, but I've got no shame. So uh, we agreed that I'd record his lyrics onto the original song. And for the first time, I think it's the first time on national radio, this is it. Sometimes 
Sometimes you get confused and go for a girl instead. Now nothing compares to cubs and to bears rolling in the deep with Sean and Sandeep. Who would have known how bittersweet this would taste? Never mind, I found someone like you. His name's Toby, and he's barely twenty-two. In about the lady, uh, the, about the um, uh, what's her name song? Uh, Del. Del, thank you very much. Forgot. Um, and and all of them complimentary, amazingly. Uh, <laughs> Alison, as uh, I can't actually use the exact phrase, uh, in fact, well, Alison's on the phone now. Alison, good morning. Morning, good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Can you just reword what you've just said? Uh, well, my kids thought it was brilliant and they were absolutely laughing their heads off, weren't you, kids? Yeah! <laughs> oh, that's a hit with the kids, everybody! Yeah. Listen, if I can help set the record straight with Adele and her former boyfriend, then that's my job done. Yeah. <laughs> Alison, you're actually speaking to the singer-songwriter himself. Isn't that an exciting moment in your life? Oh, bless. Uh, someone else says, absolute quality round of applause for Matt. We've got Vicky on the phone. Is Vicky still on the phone? Vicky's on the phone. Morning, Vicky! Morning! Morning. Did you enjoy that? Absolute classic. Should be released. <laughs> Matt, is there I any chance... I talked to several bosses from uh, from unnamed record companies, but needless to say, <laughs> Adele's trying to block it. Uh, Gaz in Salford said, Matt, one word for you, absolute quality. Someone else says, can you get it on YouTube? We can't, I suppose we can get it on YouTube, we can we? stick it on there. Could you get a video? Could you get a video together? Oh, God. <laughs> Have yes. you dressed up in a wig? It's not me, though. It's my... my it's the, I'm sorry, yes, it's, of course. It's oh, not no, me. It's not you. I'm just, no, you? I'm just articulating <laughs> the words of a jilted lover. You're a conduit. I am or a is conduit. Or you're just a twit. Q103. Tool and cast.